Hello, Sophie Llewellyn-Smith here, otherwise known as The Interpreting Coach, with another episode of The Complete Interpreter Podcast. The podcast that looks at interpreting skills and mindset with a sprinkling of marketing, because you are not just an interpreting machine or a translation machine, you are a whole person and a business owner, like it or not. So I'm coming to you with some holistic CPD and hopefully you will find something of interest in my podcast and learn uh, something about interpreting skills. Today I want to talk about a way of developing your B language. If you have a retour, in other words, if you work from your mother tongue into another language that is not your mother tongue, there are so many ways that you can work on that B language and improve it. Now, one of the ways that I suggest is going to be the topic of today's podcast. I want to introduce today's podcast by talking about a webinar that I ran a few months ago. Before the webinar, I sent out a questionnaire, as I often do, asking if anybody had particular questions or issues that they wanted me to address. And one person wrote this. Whenever I attend webinars or courses on improving your B language, one of the trainers always suggests preparing practice speeches in our B language as a good exercise for improving our retour. Who has time for that? Now, I have to say... I was a bit stung when I read that comment because I was, in fact, going to suggest exactly that exercise as a good way of improving your retour. So I had to give some thought to alternative exercises that I could suggest. But actually, my first instinct was to defend speech preparation and to go through the benefits and explain why it's such a powerful tool, pedagogically speaking, but also to try and explain that it doesn't have to be time-consuming. This person has said, who has the time for speech prep? But you can prepare a practice speech in 20 minutes. It depends what kind of speech you're preparing. And also it can be fun and creative as well as being beneficial for your retour. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about why I suggest preparing practice speeches as a way of improving your B language and also give you some tips on how you can do that quickly and efficiently. And the, the first thing I want to say is to explain why I'm so attached to this exercise for people who are trying to improve their retour. It's a very simple premise and it is this. If you want to be able to interpret well into a language that is not your mother tongue, you have to be able to speak that language well. That may sound really stupid and really obvious, but it maybe isn't that obvious to everybody that in order to interpret well into a B language, you have to be able to speak spontaneously on a range of subjects. You have to be comfortable with the grammar and the vocabulary on a wide range of subjects. The reason I say that may not be obvious to everybody is that when I have taught interpreting students, in retour sessions, they have consistently disliked what I would call English enhancement sessions. Uh, I was always teaching them um, in retour sessions, focusing on English as a retour language. 
And so they did not like to do English enhancement type exercises, things like role plays or mini debates or drafting a quick speech from scratch on a specific subject or in a specific register. They just wanted to be interpreting. They wanted to interpret from their mother tongue into their B language, and then they wanted feedback. They wanted me to say, you got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and you could have said this, this, and this instead. Now, I'm not saying that is not a valuable exercise. Many interpreting classes are structured in that way. But I still have to come back to my basic point, which is if you can't speak a language <laughs> convincingly, communicatively, if you haven't mastered the grammar and the vocabulary to talk about a particular subject, then how can you interpret somebody else's thoughts convincingly when you're not even in control of the material? You don't know what the speaker is going to say or what vocabulary they're going to use. So that is why I think English enhancement or um, B language enhancement is such an important part of improving your retour. And if you're working on your retour language, I don't think it's enough to just interpret speech after speech. You need to be doing some language enhancement work. Now, having um, laid out my stall in such unambiguous terms, <laughs> I want to talk specifically about the benefits of preparing a speech, a practice speech, in your B language. And just a, a small digression to say, I'm a conference interpreter. Most of the people I work with, whether they be interpreting students or coaching clients um, or people on CPD courses, work for the European institutions or they work on the European conference interpreting market. And so they are used to practicing with these maybe five minute long for consecutive or 10 or 11 minute long simultaneous speeches that are structured speeches talking about a particular topic. Because those are the kinds of speeches that you have in exams for an EU accreditation test or at interpreting school. So that's what I mean by a practice speech. Obviously, this won't be relevant to everybody. And if you work on a different kind of market, if you're a public service interpreter, if you're used to doing very tiny chunks, one sentence at a time, then what I'm saying won't be very relevant. But if conference interpreting is what you're aiming for, if you want to be an EU interpreter or you already are, you will be familiar with this uh, short speech, structured speech on a particular topic. Now, if you prepare a speech of your own in a B language, first and foremost, what you're going to get out of this is vocabulary acquisition and vocabulary consolidation and activation. It's an opportunity for you to get better at speaking on a particular topic in your B language. So, for example, if you have gaps in your knowledge, if you know that you're not particularly good at talking about tax or banking or um, tech, then you can pick that as a topic. And by the time you've done some research, read some articles or listened to a podcast or a TV program and noted down a few useful phrases, uh, then you will have increased your active vocabulary. And it's not just the vocabulary in the sense individual words. It's also the way those words are put together in the language, uh, collocations, and grammatical structures. 
So that's probably the biggest benefit and the one that most tourists will be looking for from this type of exercise. But it's not the only potential benefit for a tourist. Another benefit is that if you actually deliver the speech, you don't just prepare a bullet point outline or something, but you deliver it out loud to a colleague or to the mirror <laughs> or to a video camera, then that is an opportunity to practice your delivery, pronunciation and intonation above all. A final big advantage, I think, for rhetorists is that if you have created an outline of the speech, you haven't written it out in longhand, but you've done a bullet point outline with perhaps some key terms, and maybe you've written a few figures or a few quick examples, but basically you're semi-improvising around that scaffolding when you deliver the speech, then this is also going to be a very good exercise in reformulation in paraphrasing, in finding different ways of saying things, which is exactly what I have done <laughs> with that little riff on the word reformulation. And that skill is a really important one for all interpreters working into their mother tongue, but particularly for rhetorists, because you don't always have exactly the right word, the right term to say what you want to say. So the ability to phrase things in different ways is really valuable for a tourists. Now, those are not the only benefits of preparing a speech in your B language. I think those are the ones that are going to be of most interest to a tourist. But with any speech preparation, even if it's in your mother tongue, there are other benefits. And let me just go through those briefly. First of all, researching a speech will improve your general knowledge or your subject knowledge. It depends a little bit what topic you're researching. Is it something that's in the news? Then that is going to increase your knowledge of current affairs. Is it something very technical because you have an assignment coming up? So you have to research something about gas pipelines or wind turbines or mortgages. Uh, then that will improve your subject knowledge. And we all know how important that is for interpreters. Delivering a practice speech is also an opportunity to practice and to improve your public speaking skills. Uh, eye contact, pace, trying to avoid fillers, all that kind of thing. If you are trying to improve your consecutive skills, then preparing a practice speech is a really good way of doing that. Because if you prepare the speech in the form of interpreter's notes rather than bullet points, then that is a good opportunity to practice deciphering your own notes when you deliver the speech. It's also a great way to introduce new symbols or consolidate symbols. Because if you prepare your speech and write it out in the form of interpreter's notes, you can think carefully about incorporating some symbols into that and then you deliver the speech and you get used to recognizing those symbols. Another point is that learning to prepare well-structured speeches is a good way of improving your analytical skills and recognizing structure in other people's speeches. Now I could say much more about the benefits of preparing practice speeches, but I don't want to 
make this podcast too long. So instead, what I will turn to is the question of how can you prepare a practice speech really quickly? Because who has time for that? <laughs> We're all busy people. We don't want to spend an hour and a half preparing a practice speech when I'm sure a lot of people are thinking instead, surely I should be practicing interpreting. Well, I've said my piece on that, so I won't repeat it. But I will give you some tips on how you can be as efficient as possible in preparing practice speeches. And in order to do that, I'm going to pick one particular speech structure. There are, of course, many ways that you can structure a speech. It could be a chronological speech. For example, you could talk about the history of the European Union with dates. What happened when, the, the treaties, uh, how the EU has evolved, etc., etc. So that would be a linear or chronological speech. Or you could have the type of speech that is a logical argument that leads the audience by the hand from point A to point B. And all the points would be linked with words like and, but, so, so this happened, and this happened, but that happened, and therefore conclusion. But the type of speech I'm going to talk about today is a pros and cons speech. And you'll see in a moment why I've picked this type of speech. Um, but I would argue that this speech structure is one of the easiest and fastest to prepare. Partly because if you pick the right topic, you probably already have an opinion and an idea of the arguments that people make in favour or against whatever your hypothesis is. Maybe your speech will be about introducing electric cars uh, or having legislation to reduce the gender pay gap. So maybe you already have an opinion and two or three um, arguments that you could use in defence of that proposal or against. But it's also generally quite easy to find arguments. An easy way to find the, the content of your speech is to listen to an interview on this subject, preferably with two people or three people. Here in the UK, I can listen to the Today programme on the radio in the morning and every so often they will interview two people on the same subject. Yesterday, they were running an interview about the government's proposal relating to people who are crossing the channel in small boats. The UK government is now saying that if people enter the country illegally on small boats, then they will not be granted asylum. So they interviewed the Home Secretary and then they interviewed somebody else. The Home Secretary obviously was going through all the pros, the reason the reasons why the government wants to introduce this policy and the advantages of this policy. And then the other interviewee was saying why it was a very bad idea. So immediately in that short clip, you had two or three advantages, two or three disadvantages, and that can form the meat of your speech. And of course, you may have ideas of your own to add. Another way that you can very quickly get the material that you need for your speech without having to devote too much thought to it is to go to the kind of website that actually has pros and cons on various subjects. I'll give you an example. There's a website called procon.org. It has a list of topics and for each topic it gives you pros and cons 
and arguments. And by the way, it even gives you some figures and some backup. So it's not just the key words, but also some facts of figure and figures which you can incorporate into your speech. For example, on the subject, should bottled water be banned? As on the prose side, it says banning bottled water would reduce waste and protect the environment. Banning bottled water is good for your health because tap water is cleaner. Banning bottled water would save money and public water fountains are convenient and plentiful. And banning bottled water would protect local water supplies. It then has a list of cons. Banning bottled water removes a healthy choice, so people are more likely to drink unhealthy sugary drinks. Secondly, other types of beverages have plastic containers that are more harmful than plastic water bottles, and bans don't necessarily reduce waste. Thirdly, bottled water is a practical emergency water supply. And fourthly, a ban would restrict consumer access to a product they want and negatively affect small businesses. So you can see just like that, you've got four arguments in favour, four arguments against. That's actually too many for a consecutive. That could make a simultaneous and you'd have all the facts and figures that you need. So those are two quick and easy ways of finding the meat of a speech. Listen to an interview or use a website like procom.org. And then all you need to do is decide on your conclusion, which side do you come down on, and go back and write an introduction, maybe based on something that's happened in the news so that it's relevant. You've now got the content for your speech. In order to make it a useful exercise for improving your retour, pick up a handful of phrases from that material that you've listened to in your B language. It could be a couple of idioms, it could be a technical term, it could be a particular structure like not only does this, 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 but also blah, blah, blah. Write them down, maybe you have five or between five and ten, and then build them into your speech outline. You're going to want to outline your speech in whatever way works for you, either as a bullet points or a mind map, and then preferably deliver your speech out loud. Now that might be to a mirror, or you might just record yourself on your mobile phone or on the computer. I'm using QuickTime Player to record this podcast. You could even go one step further and share your speech, for example, on a website like speechpool.net so that other people can use it as practice material. Or you might be able to use it at a practice session with a practice, practice partner if you're working with somebody to help improve your retour. There you have it. I hope I have convinced you that preparing practice speeches in your B language is very beneficial to your retour. It could also benefit other people if you share it. And there are some really quick and easy ways to do it that will help you pick out useful phrases, activate them and make them part of your active vocabulary. So that next time you interpret a speech on that topic, you have those grammatical structures, those idioms, those collocations at your fingertips. I'll finish off simply by saying that although I disagree with the idea that 
Um, nobody has time to prepare practice speeches in their B language because I think it, it can be as valuable an exercise as interpreting a speech. What I would say is that this is an exercise that is probably most valuable when you are starting out with your retour, when you are still developing it, um, when you don't have a uh, tried and tested retour that you've been working with professionally for 10 years. If your retour is already very strong, if your mastery of your B language is near native, then preparing a speech in your B language won't hold as much interest for you and it won't be so useful or so beneficial. So I would say this is a better exercise for beginners or improvers when it comes to their B language. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you for listening. Please do share your thoughts with me. Tell me whether you prepare speeches in your B language. You can email me at info at theinterpretingcoach.com. And by the way, I should say that in my Rock Your Retour program and L'Atelier, which are for people who are working on English Retour or their French Retour, sometimes people start with speeches that they have prepared in their B language rather than interpreting right away. And when they've built up some confidence over a period of a few weeks, they will then have a go at interpreting into a B language. So it can be a really good transitional exercise as well if you are just beginning to use a retour. Share your thoughts, info at theinterpretingcoach.com and please do let me know what you would like me to talk about next time. Something about interpreting skills or something about mindset and confidence. Just let me know. Bye.